Hello. Hi, Greg. How are you? Hey. <laughs> so you got a name for this podcast? Not Impossible Podcast. Oh, that okay. So it took me a long time to come up with that. Yeah. Well, I it, I, I talked to you about it, and you helped me come up with that. So I try, man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we don't really have a structure on this podcast. It's just uh, no editing, just to talk about stuff. So talk we can talk about whatever you want to. Phone usage. When you're Did you doing say a bone? podcast. Phone. <laughs> said bone. phone usage. <laughs> bone usage. When you're doing a podcast, whether or not you should you know, put be it, on your phone. I just switched it to vibrate. So, <laughs> Oh, that's what you're doing. I'm switching it to vibrate. Nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, let's be real now. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. No. God, you and your condenser microphone. That's good. You sound deep. I am deep. <laughs> well, so far in the podcast, it's been very shallow. <laughs> I wanted to say you're deep in the closet. <laughs> because. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, I do have it set up in a in a very small area where I do my audio recording, and I put towels and other audio-absorbing things on the wall. I don't it. hear any echoes or reverb. You sound good. That's the point. I'm and, trying uh, to go And those echo-less. shelves above your head are precarious-looking. They look tilted from the way the camera's looking at them. Oh, they're just... tilted, yeah. Oh. All right. They're tilted. Yeah, I think it's more fun to live in like the danger that all your retro game systems will fall on your head. Are those all old game systems? A lot of it is. Um, I got some shoes and a lot of uh, games that I just don't have out, like Wii and GameCube I don't have on a shelf. So can we talk about your your original YouTube setup, right? Because you had it at your house in the... Was it the master closet? Yeah. (laughs) These are insider things, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was in the... The closet of the master bedroom was a walk-in closet. And there was a box window right outside of that closet um, Mm -hmm. above the bathroom, like some big windows. So it had a lot of natural light. Um, Wait, you had a a window into your closet? No, in my... So the closet right outside, there were some sinks and a mirror. And right above that, there was a big open kind of skylight. Gotcha. So no one could see in. It was a two-story but the, all that light coming in, just it provided really good light for filming. Um, I didn't have any kind of light set up at the time, so that had so to what, suffice. You, did you still keep a bunch of clothes in the closet? Yeah. The, that ha, Actually, there were two closets in that master bedroom. So um, one was for my ex's stuff and the other was for mine. Okay. And she right. graciously let me use the walk-in closet so that I could set this up for... See, that's why I was wondering if it was a big deal. Like, Oh, if she got mad or something? Like using a whole closet for game stuff, you know? That's an easy thing that a significant other can get mad about. Well, I mean, considering most people had a whole room dedicated to this, I think that's a small... It's a small request. The room, the room <laughs> well, I'm sitting in right now was my ex's... Uh, closet like the entire room was oh my all the way around with like shoe racks and uh those like stand up like curtains you know yeah 
but the the big uh, I don't know how to say it. You know, when the Devil Wears Prada when they're like trying out on all the clothes and they got the what's that called with the big pole and then they have all the hangers hanging off of it. It's like the most basic thing, and I can't think of it. A pole. And I'm glad I'm like, you know that part in Devil Wears Prada? I know. I'm I'm thinking, <laughs> dang. Don't you like weld and do all sorts of stuff? I do stuff, weld, but then I also, I also know about I, Devil oh, Wears Prada. That's private information, too. We're just busting each other out. What? <laughs> CrossFit. That's a private thing? Yeah. That's not. I don't post that. It's never been on social media. So this is insider stuff, right? Now. You should be proud of your body. <laughs> you just told everyone that I'm a DB, <laughs> but it's all right. Well, do you know what that stands for? Because you don't know what that closet thing is. What? Anyway, the, the clothes racks. That's what I was trying to say. That's really complicated. And is I that the recall. phrase? Clothes rack? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy moly. That's not a term. I mean, it's just a descriptor. So yeah, now that I live alone, this is a hobby room. I have like scuba stuff, drone stuff, Cisco networking stuff, a tennis racket, and uh, <laughs> it's it's going pretty well. I got the little like noise baffles. Oh, okay. Yeah, my noise baffles are towels. I see them next to your face. <laughs> yeah. It's also when I get hot in here. Mm-hmm. That's actually really nice. But they have to be white so that they can reflect light if I ever want to, you know film in this room so let's talk about <laughs> filming since you're doing youtube again and that zelda video man link to the past is like the you you kind of put that up there and i'm already saying that's like the best link to the past along with the best metroid are from you so that's kind of amazing dude, dude thank you thank you well i mean it, these games are some of my favorite games ever, so I just didn't want to mess around. I, I feel like the people that created them poured all kinds of love into making them, and I just wanted to do something that, for me personally, I tried to. I, I mean, hopefully I, I I did what I was I set out to do, but I just wanted the videos to match the kind of love they put into it. I'm not saying it's great like that. I'm just saying that I put as much love as I have to give into it. I spent a lot of time editing that. And so well, I you can tell. That. I mean, I was watching it from that standpoint, just kind of not picking it apart, but I noticed things, you know, like pay attention to all the little details, editing details, your transitions. Uh, I didn't find a single like thing that was like, oh, that could have been a little better. Oh, Not I that I was them. trying to, but I, every <laughs> video I've ever done, I've noticed like, oh crap, I could have done that differently after well, I, I have released tons. it and watched it. <laughs> I have tons. Some of them are small things, but yeah, I have tons. Can you I point one I out did. in that or no? Um, they're simple things, but I wish when like in the transitions, when the trees close, I have the, the image behind it fade. So it looks like the trees are casting shadow when they open. I forgot to do that. Dude, re-upload I wanted, it. <laughs> uh, I want the shadow as it opens to go from darker to lighter, and it doesn't. So, yeah, that's a it's a stupid little thing. But I also wish when I talk about some of the NES games that I had put a little title at the bottom, like Excite Bike, Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. you know. It's simple little things like that. Re-upload um, it as the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> and there were other things that I cut out that I kind of wish I had left in just so that it would, would have been completely comprehensive, like... I had stuff in there about how it was originally called Triforce of the Gods. Yeah, um, that's took that out. Something I didn't know about at all. 
pretty well, sweet. Well, it was considered too religious of a title, mm. and so Nintendo pulled it, renamed it A Link to the Past, but in other places in the world, that's what it's called. That's what it's known as, Triforce of the Gods. So when was um, A Link to the Past re- released? April uh, 13th, uh, 1992. 92. Yeah, I was so, trying to actually, I missed it by one week. I wanted to release it on the anniversary, but I just couldn't finish it in time. So for us, we had like um, Road Riot, Four Wheel Drive, and we had Mario, Super Mario World, and uh, maybe two other games, but we didn't have any money to get a lot of games for Super Nintendo. And uh, I remember this had to have been like 97 is when I played Link to the Past for the first time. So, um, and that was through a friend of mine, Marcus. He just like had it and we borrowed it. And I remember playing through and I was like, dude, this is the, um, like you said in your video, like the rain when you go inside the castle. And I was like, this is awesome. And it's kind of cool. I hope we keep having those as we like go further on into the high-tech gaming and stuff looking really good that you have those moments of, whoa, that's insane. Like virtual reality was the last one I had. True. Well, I mean, I think that now it's developers are so uh, paying so much attention to detail that we just take it for granted. Like you think about just the background details. You know, when I think about Fallout, the Fallout series, areas you will, like many people will never explore and they just have... They, they set it up as if someone was living there, but you have this kind of sense of who that person even was from the items that you find in the area. That kind of detail always blows me away to think of the size of that game and that someone cared enough to put those little details. Um, I still get blown away by things like that. Yeah, it's cool to appreciate it because it's pretty easy to get complacent because we're so spoiled as gamers, right? There's Oh, yeah. People say all the time now, well, there's too many games to keep up with and play that are good. And I completely agree with that. So it's kind of like you keep elevating your standards because your time's so precious, right? For me, anyway, like when I play a game, I can quickly just get super bored and be like, well, I'm not going to spend time on this because it doesn't right. hook me. Back Like back when you're a teenager or a grade schooler and you have oh, tons man. of time, right? Yep. So you liked it then, back then? Yeah, yeah, it was Always. cool. Like, most of my game time was if I was like homesick from school. Oh, wow. I remember uh, in high school I was homesick, and my brother had a Nintendo 64, and I played Rogue Squadron. I played a crapload of that, and I played a mm. crapload of... Uh, uh, what the heck is the 64? I'm drawing a blank. I can't think well tonight because I didn't eat... What <laughs> Nintendo what 64 genre? Zelda? I, mean, I can't remember. Okay, right Ocarina now. of Time. O- Ocarina of Time. Thank you. Oh my Golden god. Goldeneye. Were you a Goldeneye kid? <laughs> Goldeneye. I love Goldeneye. But yeah, I yeah. probably should have eaten something because I'm kind of spacing out right now. I can't recall <laughs> clothes racks. <laughs> or Zelda Ocarina Oprina. of Time. Yeah. Well, it what is kind heck? of obscure. I mean. <laughs> 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 yeah. Breath Which of the Wild just just uh, I just saw an article that it is now the best selling Zelda game of all time. I don't agree with that. I mean, that is I, the I best have... selling. Like, I mean, you don't have to agree. <laughs> no, it's the best game. I reject I... that reality. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that's not. Well, me. then what is the best selling? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You don't know what it's called. <laughs> I'm just getting grumpy and old and senile. <laughs> Dude, I know, but it's not impossible for you to settle down. <laughs> you know what is impossible? Losing your memories. Because <laughs> it's happening. Yes. Wait, isn't impossible. I said is. See, I can't even do that. I can't even <laughs> rip on myself properly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. You know what's kind of funny, though, is like I was looking at the comments on that new video, and in the video I mentioned going to a friend's house, and that was the first time I ever played it. Well, that friend saw the video and commented, and I got no to talk to him Just in years. Out of he's nowhere? Like, yeah, he's like, hey, Chris, it's Jason. And I'm like, what? What the heck? And he just like went on to talk about how he misses those times playing those games. It's just so trippy. You know, of all videos, Dang. like I don't even know how he would have found it or heard about it. I, I haven't talked to him. I don't think I've talked to him since I started YouTube. So I don't know if he ever knew I did any YouTube. He's like the Libyan nationalist in Back to the Future. <laughs> they found Doc. He doesn't know how, but they found him. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Or maybe he just actually likes games too. <laughs> oh, or that. more more likely <laughs> that he would be more likely to search something like that. Oh my god. What are you up to? Are you doing anything YouTube wise? Um you know, I'm I've been uh the last couple weekends have been busy. Uh we I picked up two arcade machines. What? Which kind of Yeah, like I Did you I film was, it? Yes, I did. Oh wow. And in 4K 60 frames, so that should be out 2020 according oh, wow. to the but trends. But the whole thing is going to be slow motion, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I don't, I'm not actively looking for games because my basement is full. Plus, I have the project games in my arcade right now. I got to drop my level a little bit here. Um, yeah, you do. I'm I'm clipping. Dude, drop your level. But um, I just is that like slang? I some... don't know what that means. <laughs> I just found some deals that I couldn't pass up, uh, really. So, and you and didn't, and I didn't because they're games that I would make an exception for. Um, and I'll say what they are. That's fine. That's no spoiler. Uh oh, spoiler alert! Oh man, insider info. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> Flux Capacitor Arcade, Greg. He's hooked me up with so many games, man. He's such a cool dude. Um, he he comes across them all the time, and he kind of just shares the love with other collectors. And he's gotten me my Robotron, right? He's gotten me my second Robotron. He's gotten me... <laughs> Your third Robotron? Outrun, I see a trend. Outrun machine. He's gotten me my second Outrun machine. He's gotten uh, uh, Granny and the Gators. Well, what did uh, he get Baby this time? Baby Pac-Man. So he's, he calls me, and he's like, Hey, man, I'm, I'm driving right now to go pick up a game. I already have one at my house, and I already have one at my lake house, so I don't know why I'm picking it up. It was just too good of a deal to pass up, and I'd, I'll pass on the deal to you if you want it. So he took his time to drive an hour, and he called me on the way. He was just going to pick it up and just have a good deal and pass it along just because he likes the thrill of the hunt kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Found a good deal going to get it. So he, he goes and gets it, and then he's like, I'm like, absolutely, man, crazy deal. He just passes it on to me directly. I pay him extra for gas. I drive 45 minutes to meet him at a gas station. I pull up next to him. He's pumping gas. I pull up the pump next to him. Pump my gas. We film the whole thing in the gas station lane. And he opens the back, and it's a Tempest machine. <coughs> you know Tempest? Yes. Well, it's, a, 
it's a it's a vector graphics game. Yes. And it's, <laughs> it's got the the rotary. Is that the knob. one with the like a swirlies? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know that one. <laughs> oh, I was just trying to use different terms like your closet analogy, <laughs> or whatever it was. So it's a Tempest, man, and it's such a good deal. Uh, Tempest now, I'd say, is an easy thousand dollar plus game. So that t- I got it for less than a thousand. Um, <laughs> That's a crazy deal. I mean, if it yeah. goes for a thousand, you got it for less than a thousand. So a thousand one, and I dude, got it for nine ninety nine. You don't mess around. Yeah, nine dollars. Um, but dude, it's in great shape. It worked fine. It has that um, the monitor, the sought after. Uh, vector graphics monitor that everyone looks for which i'm drawing a blank on right now too i'm not even gonna try to say what it is but it was kind of cool filming the whole thing in the gas station lanes <laughs> and i got like a, a guy like guy pumping his gas and he looked at us while we're doing it uh and i already edited this video by the way that what? night i edited this video before i went to bed isn't that crazy is it like, like it takes a, two years it's What's a that? full arcade impossible video episode and i edited the whole thing that night how long is it? Uh, 14 could minutes. I, so I could watch it in the amount of time it takes to pump my gas. Yeah. I want to watch it while I'm pumping gas. I'll send you the video and you can draft <laughs> preview it at the gas station. <laughs> That's so meta. It is pretty meta. Kind of so like yeah, how you really... used to be in a closet and I am in a closet and your CrossFit closeting is out in the oh open. Oh my God. I can't believe you outed me for CrossFit. I can't believe it was a secret. I wasn't ready to do that. <laughs> oh my god! You just did it. I, I'm so sorry, man. You know, I might as well get a, an Instagram for CrossFit now because of what you did <laughs> and start you posting my it. PRs and oh man, totally rocked that back squat today. I mean, you talk about it incessantly, so no one. I thought that everyone you knew. Stop, you stop it right now. <laughs> That's false, fake news. <laughs> Damn it. This is off the rails now. So, so that was the, the arcade pickup with Greg. It's really good. Um, and then we went to Midwest Gaming Classic, filmed that. I already edited most oh, of nice. that video, too. And yeah, I was jealous. So, I wanted to go. Dude, I wish you would have Didn't gone. even invite go me. Next year. Didn't even invite well, me. I'm sorry. I would have flown there. I wasn't sure I was going to even go. In a plane. Like, Did you get stuff? No, I you just looked a, around. <laughs> you don't have any games <laughs> <laughs> hey we should do an entire podcast and invite yes. our friends silly and che <laughs> that would be great dude <laughs> yeah, just I do it in a them. while <laughs> i know people still ask me all the time if they're coming back and i'm like i don't know uh, i went to a convention um, last weekend and they're like i don't know or i said i don't know because i don't know what you think one day we can uncover the lost Australia footage when Che That's went so to random. Australia. Yeah, when <laughs> Che went to Australia and I was a talking head on a laptop. Dude, that was great. It, I mean, I just saw a picture of it recently. It was pretty weird. <laughs> Wait, where'd you see a picture? Of? I don't know if it was Twitter. Or... Probably Twitter. I think I tweeted it out or something. Yeah, I don't know. T- tweeted it at you. Uh, so Midwest Gaming Classic was good. I got a really cool um, Cuphead vinyl for the soundtrack, which was a GameStop exclusive. Uh, it was like 15 bucks or something like that. <clears throat> Do you like the soundtrack? Uh, the, I don't know it. I love it. It's very uh, <clears throat> old school, I don't know, 30s and 40s music, mm-hmm. 40s and 50s music. But did, you didn't play Cuphead at all? 
I don't have an Xbox. Well, yeah, is it what Xbox, PS4? No, I mean, it's not. It's PS4. not on Xbox PS4. And, and and Steam. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I don't do Steam either. Okay, well, when you get the opportunity, if you're out here or whatever, you have to play it. And it's two-player co-op. It's right. uh, it's like a really hard Contra, but with right. awesome Steamboat. <laughs> well, I've watched. Style. You know the game. Yeah, I've watched yeah, yeah. plenty about it. No, it's a beautiful game. Like I'm, I, I love it. I hope that it starts a trend. It, I want to see more hand-drawn. That is an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Because it was hard. Yeah. You know, I'm a Dark Souls guy and I'm a Cuphead guy. I like hard games. They need to blend those so, two. Darkhead or Cup. Cup Souls. <laughs> cup Souls. Darkhead. Yeah, Dark. See, I was trying to think of the other one, and you beat me to it because I'm really slow tonight. <laughs> you you need to eat. Darkhead. No, man. Intermittent fasting because I'm a douchebag who does CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. It's a joke with me and my friends because Mike loves to hate on me for doing CrossFit. And I just play on it and, like, I made sure to buy a CrossFit shirt just to wear it around him because it bothers him. (laughs) I don't get it. Oh, well. What? I don't know why people would would hate on it, though. Well, it's not legit. I think deep down they actually care about me as a person and that I can (laughs) be shit. (laughs) You think? Or at least I hope. But, um... At the same time, my <laughs> knees are just kind of like snap, crackle, and pop all the time. They just, and I don't know if it was like that before because my memory, but I don't, I don't know how bad my. Is knees your memory really before. going that bad? No. Or is it just right now? I just, well, how often? Okay, do you remember how your knees sounded three years ago? I don't listen to my knees. That's weird. Well, I hear mine. Uh, when knees I'm don't upstairs. sound. Near, knees want, aren't supposed on, to sound. We're gonna do something real quick. <laughs> oh, are you gonna make knee sounds? I'm gonna make <laughs> first time. I'm gonna make knee sounds. We have to be really quiet though. Let's see if I can do this. It's gonna be loud for a second on the microphone. Okay, I'm gonna tip it down, and I'm gonna do a squat by the microphone. Ready? There's down. Not bad, right? Here's all, up. all I'm. In- all right, here's up. What the hell? It's silent. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. You can't That's remember weird. if your knees talk to you anytime. Your knees knees so don't is, talk. This is some really cool microphone stuff. <laughs> right. See sure. You got awesome noise-canceling knee, knee, knee noise-canceling <laughs> microphone. Yeah. Anyway, I, they I'm crack just, all the time. All I, I heard is like didn't. your pant rubbing on your leg. Yeah, I heard that too, and I was like, this is going to so, be weird. It was really weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so glad I could be on, on the podcast, man. It's not impossible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not impossible. Weird I just weird watched sounds. you squat for no reason. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's now right. you're so a CrossFit douchebag. We have a, we have a you weren't video before. chat going, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, now you've crossed the line. How was my squat form, by the way? Um, I only saw, like, I didn't even <laughs> see your knee. It, it kind of cuts it. off. <laughs> that sucks. See, it really is. Uh, how am I supposed to know what your form is like? I don't really uh, want to, honestly. Sorry. You know what? Personal. I'll um next time I walk up the stairs, I'll use my phone and record my knee sounds, and I'll put it on Twitter. That'll be better. Does Google have like a translate option? And I'll do hashtag CrossFit knees or something. Yeah, I need to start it. You need to just come out. <laughs> I'm not. I'll you tweet about did it that okay? for me. <laughs> I will, I'll tweet it for you, okay? You want to tweet like 
Can you please join me in supporting Greg? He's yeah. <laughs> he is definitely he crossfit a crossfitter knees. now. <laughs> it's only been what three years now. It'll be two years in August. Okay, <laughs> dude, you're really like blowing the lid off this. I'm proud of you. I'm really proud of you. Uh, so Midwest Gaming Classic was cool, <laughs> and then the so following all you did weekend, is get a Cuphead record. Uh, you went to a game convention and got a, a record, dude. There, I'm not really looking for any games. I don't know. It was you don't cool. Have any games. I I saw uh, a lot of the, like I saw Gar, who was on one of our Arcade Impossible episodes, and he's the one I got the Missile Command cockpit from. Uh huh. And he actually opened up his own arcade in Wisconsin, and it has like a hundred. I think he's already up to 120 games, which is pretty sick. So I got to get up there sometime, but we were talking about having like a tournament or something like that, Ooh. like a weekend arcade tournament. Um, Are you going to be like on like the brochure, like a headshot, oh, like man, photos I so. by Deb, like challenge Arcade Impossible to Robotron. Right, or a back squat. Learn from the pros <laughs> and listen to his <laughs> knee sounds. <laughs> oh, geez. So, <laughs> and then... So last weekend, or the weekend before, actually, um, Greg from uh, Fox Capacitor Arcade contacted me again, and he's like, well, we had this deal where I was going to trade him uh, my second Robotron machine for this game, and that kind of just fell through, so he sold it to me direct. So I picked up a Joust cocktail machine. You know Joust, right? With the little... (laughs) Guy, ostriches you Dude. fly on. Yes, I know Joust. Job. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you make it like I'm an idiot. I'm so no, sorry. I'm not. I mean, I know some things about the video games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Is, jo- is Joust the one where you're like the the puppies? <laughs> <laughs> puppies? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so you ride it, on like what's a, a sweet, ostrich, yeah, maybe? Th- that's it. So what's and awesome then you have about... to stab each other. <sighs> but there's eggs. And then you can get knocked off. And then you die. So what's awesome about... If you land on the heads <laughs> of the enemies, <laughs> they become... Okay. Stop it. <laughs> go, go. So what's awesome about this cocktail machine is you sit... Like, you know what a cocktail machine is, right? Do you know what a cocktail... <laughs> okay, I'll stop now. <laughs> <laughs> like the Asteroids cocktail machine that I have is yeah. uh, you sit across from each other, right? But the Joust one, you sit on the same side of, of the machine as each other. So it's kind of like you're at an angle, but you're both looking oh, at the right. monitor the same way, and you set your drink on there. Really cool experience. Right. Really cool cabinet. Uh, it's in great shape. They, I guess they only made around 400. I'm not sure how Holy valid that is, but that's what I've heard. So it's rare. So you didn't so get rid put of it anything, on my, huh? Put it on my game shelf, huh? You didn't get rid of anything. Actually, I did. I sold my X-Men machine. Okay. Which also oh, included that... Sunset Riders. Isn't that the one I was there when you bought that, right? It was a... No, was you it? were there no, when no, we no, got no. Simpsons on the Gauntlet but machine. But Simpsons was... Oh, a Gauntlet machine. Okay. So I sold the Simpsons on eBay last week, and I shipped it out today. So guess, you dude, did guess sell how much one. you can get for a Simpsons arcade board? Just the board, you know, this big, as big as a shoebox. 
The Simpsons four-player game. Guess how much I got on eBay for that? Um, $20. I just did not normal <laughs> auction. <laughs> I got what do you really think? Um, $400. Man, I got to give you $100 according to Price is Right rules. Exactly $400. Is it? Yeah. Woo! Dude, that was a lucky guess. Because the so, $25 was a, or $20 was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. Want to yeah, let you know? I was joking. Hey, I don't sound Dude, wow, that's too rad. compressed, do I? Because my waves are like all the same levels. My waveforms. No, no okay. mine are not at all. So you'll have fun. This is going to sound really weird. You're going to be all compressed, and I'm going to be real dynamic. <laughs> yeah, oh, I got yeah. no dynamic range, brah. But um, <laughs> except your knee squat. I also <laughs> sold Met- Metroid. On, what uh, for Play Choice Ten? I sold it on eBay because I don't. Anathema. That's not in my lineup. No, it's not. I mean, I I don't think that's a real good arcade experience, really. No, stand up and play Metroid, Justin Bailey. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. Yeah. Nah. No. It's, yeah. Nah. So my my Play Choice Ten lineup is perfect now. Hundred percent okay, perfect. Go. Do it. Tell me. Mario One, Mario Two, Mario Three, all three. Perfect. Okay. Punch out. Castlevania. That makes sense. Contra. Contra makes sense. Turtles 2, the arcade that game. That makes sense. In the arcade. On a, as a Nintendo game. Weird. Uh, <laughs> that's really meta, too. <laughs> yeah. There's two more. I can't remember because of memory. <laughs> um, Excite Bike. Nope. Um, I used to have. Duck Hunt and oh DuckTales. I got DuckTales in there. DuckTales. Amazing. That's that was never released for the Play Choice Ten. I had to modify, uh, burn a, a ROM chip, and then use a donor cartridge for that. A donor board. Well, see, I don't I personally don't really understand games that are adventure style being in the arcade. Wait, are you are you saying DuckTales is not one you'd put in the arcade? I mean DuckTales is great. But I think I, it's such a it's a quick game though. Like you can beat that game. Well, pretty five quick. levels. Yeah, I and mean then you the can. moon theme. You can just let that play. <laughs> you just go to that level and sit there. Well, I do that, and then I just remembered another one. Mega Man Three is in there, okay. which Mega Mega Man has beat yeah. Mega Man Three maybe fifteen times on that. Yeah, I s- we, we on that. No, yes, on that on one. That. He usually oh, skips wow. to the end, but he's played all the way through. Uh, several times. Poor guy, when he when he was on the show, you put him on the spot, and he froze up and couldn't remember these things that he knows, like the back of his hand and the inside of his hand. What? What show? Dude, yeah, are you talking about your podcast when Mega Mega Matt was on? Wait, oh, that's right, you heard it. So you heard episode one. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. I sent you the draft of the first. Are podcast. these up now? No, so now that I came up with a name, I decided I'm going to contact uh, one of my uh, best friends who's an artist and have him, you know, pay him to design a logo. Because he did the original Arcade Impossible logo. Which is and great. I f- feel it's kind of fitting that he does the logo for the Not Impossible one. Do you have any ideas for that besides maybe similar font and style, but not the same? I don't know. I don't even know what to tell him. <laughs> like, well, what I, I want mean, out of this, 
even though this podcast has a lot of range, I think it would be good to have a few symbols of some of the key things that you're likely to talk about. Yeah, but what are the... Should I put like a bicep? <laughs> well, now you should. <laughs> I think you should have it all coming out of a call-out speech bubble from your knee. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, you know, some of the things you're into. Well, so... I don't... Some of the projects that are going to be on the YouTube page, and I think the new YouTube page, Not Impossible, um, is also going to be directly... It's basically the same as the podcast, right? It's the same thing. It's just everything I'm interested in doing, that's right. what the current focus is, right? Yeah. So what's coming up soon is uh, uh, my Jeep, my I was gonna say Jeep TJ. I was going to say to have a, a Jeep in there would be cool. Have a Jeep in there, right? Yeah, the something all rugged, uh, like three, going over A 3D over printer, because Mike got a 3D printer, and then the mine's going to be The only problem with having that yeah. in in there is that the image of a 3d printer like if you said what if you went up to a random person what does a 3d printer look like there's yeah. not like an iconic it's, image yeah like an arcade like the control stick with buttons something like that makes sense people know what that is they recognize it or so um, so maybe like a a joystick a jeep of uh, uh, these j's uh may, i don't know maybe Maybe something that kind of encapsulates kind of all of these like as like tools. hobbies and interests. Some kind of like subheading that has a container that flows down, and then all these little like sub things can be in there, like Jeep, three D printing. Well, I, I don't always know. That's think too that much it would for be a cool. thumbnail for a podcast, though. Oh well, I'm not saying like what? all like a thousand things. I'm just talking about kind of like you have the no. words in the middle and just a couple of things, elements kind of in the background associated right kind of around it. Like in Arcade Impossible, you have you and and uh, you know the co-host, whoever that may be. Yep. You, you know, there's just two elements. Just having an extra element. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. It's just a hard. It's it's either just go minimal and just have what what is it called? Not impossible. Oh my god, I forgot the name. Not impossible podcast. It's right? going to be interesting because it's like the eighth episode or whatever, right? Something like that. Yeah. Is this number eight? <laughs> so when number eight comes out, it's uh, going to be. I think be, this is six or seven. You'll be talking about the name of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, this is the super meta episode. <laughs> it is very meta. Oh, like that's it. the episode where I came up with like the the logo, <laughs> the logo. That's episode, there you know, for... episode seven. Because <laughs> this is going to be released monthly, right? So this is going to be holy moly, almost two. Or I'm sorry, weekly. So almost two months after the episodes being released every week, we're going to have an episode talking about the name of the podcast <laughs> and the logo. Yes, and CrossFit. Well, it'll be interesting because they will have already seen what the logo looks like and then see if anything we said has anything to do with it. Probably I'm just glad not. that I, right <laughs> now I have at least two months before everyone knows about CrossFit. So that's good. <laughs> I can tell my parents. <laughs> oh, no, you have at least two minutes. <laughs> I'm going, I'm doing it. I just, I feel like you need to get it out there before so that people aren't shocked. <laughs> Next thing I know, you're going to talk about how you're doing keto. (laughs) I'm not doing that. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we talked about joust. 
What else have you been up to? Are you working on a new video? I want to turn yes, it back I am. to you now. Well, thank you. That's very that's very kind of you. Enough about me. Um, Let's talk about you. <laughs> yeah, so like I already have a few I have one episode done, another episode, but that's not even going to come out next and I'm working on Nintendo Power stuff. Um, Are you still doing that one thing? Can I I can't even The talk retro about stuff? It. No, no, no. It's kind of a secret. I, let me text it to you. <laughs> I can't. Like, uh, anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. That one thing. Yeah. Probably. I'm, I'm texting you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird to talk to you and see you, and I, I have to text you. Oh, yeah. That is still yeah, going I'm doing on? that one thing. Yeah, there's something. You're never going to mention that, uh, right? No, I'll, I'll, no, I'm just going to say right now, like, there's something in my. Like with all the videos that I've done, something I'm really looking forward to in the future, um, and it's all kind of building up toward it. So, I, I actually mentioned this. This is funny. Uh, I was on that All Gen Gamers podcast like five years ago or six years ago, and I mentioned this then. So um, oh. it'll be interesting when it actually happens. I want to track down that episode way back then and and like prove I've been talking and thinking about this this neat idea for a long time. That is pretty so, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm working stuff in it. But um but you know the Nintendo Power stuff, that that's a series. It's funny. I I have not made an episode for since February of 2013. Wow. So this episode starts off, I'm going to put it up this Saturday, but it starts off with a clip from that like, you know, stay tuned for the next issue. Kids <laughs> says, stay tuned. And then it's like five years later, and I look so different. I sound so different. You know, I got like gray hair in my beard now. It's like, it's such a joke. Five years later. Oh, man. But, you know, it's fun coming back to it now because in the past five years, I've learned a lot about edit- editing. So, yeah, man. Um, You're really good the, at editing. Thank you. I, I'm So, the stuff I'm trying to do in here. I'm just trying to take it to another level. The only problem with that is it also makes it take more time. So I got to find some sort of other kind of video that I really like and I'm proud to do, but uh, doesn't take 20 hours to make. You'd say that only took you 20 hours? The the Zelda one? Yeah. No, that took like over 100 hours. I was going to say, if you did that in 20 hours, that's ridiculous. I remember my first episode of Arcade Impossible was like 60 hours because I didn't know how to edit and trying to figure it out. Yeah. People have no idea until they've tried to do it, really, uh, how much work is in it. Mm -hmm. Just the script. I I wrote it and I wrote it and I I sat on it for a while. Not literally. That's weird. But I I, I just let some time pass and revisited it so I could refine it. And I didn't want to even start doing any of the other bits until I knew I liked the script. So that alone took a long time. I worked on that over the period of a month. And then to get the footage, I had to play through the game two times because there are certain things I wanted to show from the Japanese release. So I had to play through to a certain point until I got the hook shot, which is about halfway through. Um, so yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> what were you going to say? Would it be weird or inappropriate to make this the first episode? No. Cause I feel like I kind of <laughs> just weird. Kind of getting inappropriate, the flow better. The other ones are fine. And some of them are just very specific to Rockford. Cause I had, uh, one of my local friends, <laughs> another Mike, not the Mike, you know, from arcade impossible. 
um, on, and we talked about very a lot of cool like life and space and right uh, that kind of stuff and the universe and physics. Yeah, but um, we also talked about very specific Rockford, Illinois things. <laughs> so, I I think what I'm going to do for this podcast being meta again is at the beginning of each episode, just kind of say, "Hey," and whatever the d- the date is, and in this episode we talk about this, this, and this. I can say a little thing yeah. about news or what I'm doing. I'm like, "All right, let's get into it," and a little music buffer, and and we're into it. I don't think it matters your order, dude. Well, no, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that that's fine. But do you like the little intro? Um, oh yeah, kind of. Well, because then people, if they know the subject, they can scrub through if they don't want to hear certain right. sections, right? No, right, right. Yeah, that's one of the things that I always appreciated about. It's kind of silly, but uh, Lemony Snicket, you know those series of unfortunate events books. Oh, okay. My kids used to read those, and the back of the bo- of the book always told kids the reasons they don't want to read it. Like, if you don't like this, then you don't want to read this. It was all like, it was kind of funny, but huh. it took these actual moments from the book and it highlighted them in a way that made you want to read it Oh, nice! by telling you not to. And so I've always been a strong proponent. I do it in the Nintendo Power things. I like to mention a few of the little things that are in there right up front so that people kind of know what they're looking forward to. Right. So like the very Rockford specific one, I'm like, hey, I had a mic on and... Like, it'll kind of be like, for how many co-hosts I'll have on this podcast, it'll kind of uh, be nice, because like, well, I have this person on again, and we talked <clears> about <throat> this. If you're not interested in anything specific about Rockford, Illinois, just skip to 25 minutes. Otherwise, Yeah, enjoy. but you know what? E- even that, though, like, you know, when people listen to something, when they listen to a podcast, when I know when I do, I like to kind of get to know the person or the people on the show, like getting to know... Right. What goes on in their life and where they're from is a big deal to me. So just, okay. I'll just roll yeah, with I, it. Yeah, because I, I guess that's true. I never really skip through, scrub through podcasts unless I'm bored of a subject and I'll just scrub through a bit. But otherwise, yeah, yeah I, I guess I wouldn't care if they said what's... It's kind of nice not knowing where it goes, too, especially with a random podcast like this. Yeah. It's sure. great. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm such a jerk. Well, I mean, you know, you and I are such good friends and we talk all the time. So it's like, it's hard not to just goof right. around with you and play like right. we always and do. It was, but it was cool to have you on the one time, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not impossible. <laughs> no, man, you're, you're going to be a regular. We got to do this a lot. Yeah, like, I want to. It'll and I love the, the format of. Of not editing, right? Do some basic audio editing, do the bumper. Definitely. That that segues into what I want to talk about, which is what the last episode was about. How I'm into music production right now. Like, making my own music. Did I I talk to you about this at all? You have talked to me about making stuff, but... But you don't know the current status where I'm at with it. So, um... I'm I'm really into gear and stuff like that and getting like all set up for new interests. You know, we've talked about this quite a bit. Yeah. You get into something new and it's like, oh, let me research everything. What's the most cost effective setup for me to get? What's, the, you know, the best payoff? So obviously in music production, there's tons of ways to go. But mm-hmm. the at at the core, right, you need your, your DAW, your um, audio software, right? So you can work with the audio. And I started out 
a year or two ago using Fruity Loops. Have you heard of Fruity Loops? Yeah. It's been around for a really long time. Um, I've tried to use it. It's okay. Uh, it works for some people, but it's just, it's not for me. Uh, and I did a lot of research and then eventually I came to get Ableton. You know Ableton Live? You I heard don't of that one? know Ableton. So that's a pretty well um, known one. A lot of like famous people use it. I think like Dead Mouse uses it and like these other electronic music um, producers. But it's, it's, I watched videos on it and like with anything now, right? You do YouTube research and everything else. But I was watching people use it and it was really intuitive, really kind of minimalist interface, really intuitive. The core concepts are there. So I invested in and I bought that software and it has this really cool, you'll have to look it up uh, another time, but it's the, um, the Ableton Push 2, which is like the MIDI interface, the MIDI controller. Because I already had a MIDI keyboard, but this Push 2 looks like a, you know, 14 by 14 inch square box, inch high, that you put on your desk and it has 64 pads and they're all red, you know, RGB LEDs behind them and they light up and then it has a legit like this big six inch by inch high um lcd screen in it and it fully integrates into ableton so i can fire that up and then just do all the producing on this little controller and the screen and it's you can just kind of get your ideas out really quick you don't even need to look at the computer at all weird wow so you can fire up your drum sequencer you can have like 16 different drum sounds and you can just play live and then you hit record and you can play live and set how many if you want a one bar or eight bar loop and you can just right. keep layering on layering on and then um stop recording switch to another track keep adding add a bass in okay switch to another track now bring up synthesizers or wavetable synthesizers it's really cool oh wow yeah that's changed a lot yeah <laughs> uh, when i used to do music i was using some old like uh Pro Tools and Cakewalk and oh yeah, Pro Tools um, is still a big deal. Yeah, That's yeah, expensive. yeah. But I was using old, old mm-hmm. versions of these things. Um, right. There was another program called Pro Four, and I used to program music all the time. I was big into synth and uh, stuff too, so I would program, but it was different. You know, I I wouldn't have to actually play it on a, a keyboard. I could, but I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. I could just kind of input what you where the notes the were going to be. Yeah, and yep. then just cut, copy and paste, and uh, layer tracks that way. But wow, yeah, that's, that's pretty funny sweet, I, that you're all into that. You have to uh, yeah, make the uh, so, uh, intro song for your Not Impossible show. Are you ready? For so that people that are listening already know that because th- even the first episode is a song I made for the bumper, like oh, okay. just a beat. So it'll be a different beat that I'm making for every single episode as the intro bumper. Wow. Yeah. Wait, why yeah. would you do that? A different beat? Eventually, I'll come to one that I like and want to use that's <laughs> familiar. But well, Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, I, just, I, I think I'm doing, it's like... I'm doing two to three a day right now. Just kind of... You know, they're, they're more minimalist. They're not like... Yeah. Beats with okay. a, a background melody or bass. So it's like but I'm just saying beat. in terms yeah. of having a show, like having some some kind Absolutely. of like, oh, I love that sound. Here it comes. Right. So when I get there and it's better sounding, then I'll, I'll settle on one. But for hopefully less than the first 20 episodes, 
It's gonna. We'll finally settle on one that we like. Don't settle, so, man. Don't settle. Don't, you don't. Don't you dare settle. This, I'll decide on one I like. <laughs> <laughs> you need to love it. So what's it, cool man. about playing on the the Ableton to push two, right? So I'm doing a drum sequencing um, live. It has a quantize function. So I can have yeah. them auto-quantize to the beat while I'm playing or after. I can just hit it and it syncs everything up. So it's kind of awesome. So this is what people Yeah, use unless when you're they... even a little bit closer to the other beat and then it quantizes wrong. <laughs> no, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Mama's right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what always happened when I tried to quantize. <laughs> did, did you even it know the quote I just off. did? Or no? No. No. Oh. It's a uh, water boy. Remember water boy? We were quoting that a lot at work lately. So I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know that one. But the look on Adam Sandler's face when the dude, the teacher who looks like Colonel Sanders, is like, "Mama's wrong again." And he's talking crap about Adam Sandler's mom. He just sits there. No, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like him right there, uh, Colonel Sandler. So- Colonel Sandler's. So yeah, that's uh, the music production thing. I got that's cool. Yeah, and um, and we talked about this last episode, but I'm doing one to two, uh, one to three actually different ideas a day. Whether it's a melody with a bass line or drum, the the stuff I'm doing um, beat wise, you know, as far as the the drum kits, it's four to the floor, like just beat snare beat clap whatever to start because i'm really focusing on just getting the proper structure of the bass and melodies that i want and then i'll focus more on the percussion part of it but have you ever the heard idea music is, i made have i ever played music i wrote you played a little for Pre- me wasn't it more like did Depeche i mode inspired and i but think you did i i played like my synth type stuff I don't know. I, I don't even know it, where like, it is. Five like, years ago for you. To <laughs> I didn't know you five years ago. Okay, yes, yes, I you did. did. <laughs> I just barely knew you. Um, okay, no, sorry, I, sorry. I asked for it a long time ago, so if you can find it, I definitely want to hear it. But um, what I'm doing is, even from the very first project in Ableton that I started, even like even if it's just a melody, right, and that's it. It's a, a two-bar or four-bar melody and then I don't like it, and I abandon and go to something else. So that's Greg, I put the date, one, and then I save everyone that same way. So right now I'm on number 16 or 17, and I've saved every single one. So the idea is I can track my progression along every single oh, thing I've made really until cool. I actually find something or come across and make something that I really like. And from the, the day one and two things... And I've only been doing this for a week and a half now. So the day one and two things are very different already from the stuff I've did like yesterday or the day before. And yesterday I was right. doing some stuff with like a cello and some background piano stuff. And I did some like chill out track that actually was starting to like a bit. I mean, I still want to change up some stuff. More like soundscapey, chill out, ambient, but then some cello and like weird synths in the background. It was kind of cool. But yeah, it's really that's awesome. Yeah, I knew you were getting into that, but I didn't know you were uh, you where you were at. I didn't know what you were doing. That's pretty cool. This goes back to you know 
when I was a kid, I did want to try to make electronic music. I think it started when I was like 12 years old. I was just like, man, I wish I could do it. I remember hanging out with a friend in high school and we used acid music trying to make stuff. <laughs> and I just always thought that I'm never going to be good at this. Like, I, I just don't have it. I'm not a musical person, even though I like did trombone lessons, but I'm not, I just didn't have the confidence in it at all. Right. And now that I know it's more a discipline thing, right? You stick with it long enough, you can learn it. You know, if you if you're gonna spend like those people that was the one guy he he didn't even golf and then he quit his job because he wanted to be a pro golfer, <laughs> and because he knew all he did to do was spend ten thousand hours doing it. Is it ten thousand to be an the expert? Ten, the ten thousand hour rule, yeah. Yeah, and then he was like legit now, and he wasn't a golfer wow. before. He's like, well, it's technique, and I'll just study it. I thought that's awesome. So if you apply, yeah, there's that some to, really cool podcasts about that topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ten thousand hour rule versus the like I forget the name of it something practice practice like um, directed practice or or um, focused practice something like that just about people that have taken some kind of skill and and just worked it to death like one of the best free throw shooters in the world ever he's like some fifty year old man in the middle <laughs> in mid America some like old dude Is that you would never know. But he pretty much just doesn't miss because that's all he does. He has gone out and shot free throws. There's some other guy who can skip stones like, you know, 30 times like before it goes <laughs> or whatever it is. It's like the record's crazy, like 65 times before it goes down. You're, that's impossible. But that nope, is. someone practiced it way too much. <laughs> that's awesome. But then there's like, there's a cool book too about how you can become mildly proficient at something in way less time than that mm-hmm. in like 20 hours. That's one of my um, favorite YouTube channels to watch now is uh, Mike Boyd and he learns stuff. So he's like, how long does it take me to accomplish something to show that I'm proficient in doing this? Yeah. Have you seen that at all? I, I, I don't know if it's him, but I've seen things along those lines. His channel's awesome. He's got a lot of, he's like, I think over a million now, but he's... Well, you know, it's really inspiring to realize is. that if you have never touched a guitar before, in 20 hours of work, you would be able to get by, basically. Yep. Uh, a language. If you, for 20 hours, focused on the things that are most necessary, you'd be able to be at a restaurant and communicate, okay. You know, it's not nothing fluent. I mean, you're not going to be fluent with guitar or fluent with a language, but you could get by. You ha- it's got to be very targeted what you what you practice, um, and it has to be legit twenty hours, not while the office is on in the background. Right, and you, you need know, to focused segment but, up your progress, right, and it and then yeah. makes it not so daunting. And I think that really helps with the way I'm saving each music idea as an incrementing number, because all I have to do is it one is. number for the day, maybe two numbers for the day. I don't have to make something that I think is, oh, I love this song I made, you know. It doesn't have to be yeah. that. It can just be a, an oh, idea yeah. or two. Hmm. And if I stick with it, not if, I am going to stick with it. So my, we were doing guesses on the last episode of what revision number is going to be the idea that spawns and, and grows into a fully structured song that I like. It doesn't have to be great, but it'll be the first thing that I actually like, and it's completed. Hmm. Yeah. So my guess was like 56. 
How long does it usually take for you to make one? Uh, like make one before I abandon it? Well, yeah, one of like each entry about yep. how long when you start to when you decide to save that and call it an entry. It's never less than 45 minutes. It's 45 minutes to 45 minutes to two and a half hours. Oh, okay. So up to two and a half hours. Yeah. So my guess is like about 9,000 revisions. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. <laughs> just, no, I'm kidding. The 10,000 hour rule. The 10, <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah. know what you're doing. I mean, by That's the time you get to 9,000, dude, you're going to be, it's going to be huge. Oh man. So good. What number are you on? 17. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, don't give up. Yeah. No, I think no. it'll be much sooner than that. I mean, I, I, I think around 50 probably sounds about right to me. Mm-hmm. And there's something um, about... Are you, and have you found yourself analyzing other music? Yes. Yeah. All so, the time. like, the thing I wrote that, down like, the core things a, that I like. Sorry. I like, I wrote down well, the core things that I like about the songs that I really like. If you, if you want to accelerate it, I really recommend that you, um, actually get the the components of something that you like yep. and then program it um you know a lot of times these books use the beatles as an example like they're often ex- an example of becoming a master because they're largely considered whether you like them or not they're largely considered one of the most influential bands ever and if you look at their progress they sucked when they left england and they went to germany and they played in um, a club there they played for many hours every night together as a band and by the time they were done they had they had played together for something like 500 hours or something yeah um playing live for 500 hours when they came back people didn't even know it was the same band they could not believe how much better they had become but the songs they were playing were covers of hits they didn't play their own stuff at that point they had practiced and refined other people's music they analyzed it and broke it down and they were hits everything they were playing was already successful and so if you're playing successful things and you're letting that guide you that's going to rub off on you and and it doesn't have to be considered like derivative or uh i mean anyone who would try to say that that's cheap well i think they're just being kind of um like you've got you've got to learn from your inspirations that's everything no one is completely original no, no, and I firmly believe like most music that's out there, right? It's just all of your influence of music you like, and it's kind of mixed together. You can't together. avoid it. Yeah, like I. So, but I really uh, think I like for you, man, that would accelerate like any any progress you're trying to do. So, so take I one ripped, of my favorite I, songs that I like, right, and just pr- try to program that song, the melody, the bass, the drums, every and just component, remake it myself. And see, see how it works together. Yeah, yep. so I did that with a lot of Depeche Mode music, and there was uh, a couple other um, synth bands, kind of a local band, Anything Box, that I really liked. Um, but I took their stuff, and I, I reprogrammed it. I listened to the bass lines, and I listened to the melodies and the string parts, and I figured them out. Um, now I'm sure you could just find a lot of that, um, you know, find it online. But to program it, to get a feel for how each track affects it. And then when you got it and you're looking at it in a computer and you're isolating certain tracks and just listening and understanding how they combine and how they complement each other, it's very enlightening. Yeah, and, and what's interesting about, uh, I guess it's the same way with anything where you don't have a finished product is 
when you're making music, right, it's not mastered by any means. It's so raw. Like you're you're making melodies and bass that doesn't have any any EQ or reverb or compression oh, right. or any of that. So it's super raw and you have to kind of envision what it would sound like or what you want it to sound like, right? And it's really easy to get discouraged of, well, this sounds like crap, you know? And you you have to just envision. And, and I guess that's a really good practice to what you said, right? It's just if I try to make one that sounds like one of my favorite songs, like it is my favorite song and I reprogram it, it's going to sound like crap from the start. And then I can kind of just see how it transitions into being. Well, it's interesting because you probably won't have the exact same voices. It sounds, you know, no, not at all, um, but it's going to be a but, weird like remix. But you'll find <laughs> you, you'll be looking for the ones that are close enough. Mm-hmm. And you might be surprised at how good it does sound actually. Right. Like I was never, I, I know that they didn't sound as good because they didn't have the studio behind it. But, a lot of times I was like, I was actually proud of recreating it, but I know it translated into making my own music. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you and said that. And there's no question with editing too, like editing videos. Mm-hmm. I Before I ever started YouTube even, I watched videos and I'm like, I analyzed what is it that I like? What are the kind of cuts? So I started doing things. I didn't even know the name for them, like the technical name, like J cuts and L cuts. I didn't know what it meant. Yeah at the time, but I knew that I see people do it and I liked how it worked. It ties mm-hmm. it together. And so I just tried to replicate it. Um, I always thought if I ever taught video production, because I almost got that opportunity at school, but that that's what I would do is I would ask them to recreate a scene from a movie. You have to shot for shot recreate it. Um, and, and you learn why people do things the way they do them when you do that. Dude, that's great. I'm going to start with a less complex one of one of my favorite songs. Less complex? What? <laughs> so like, the first song I was thinking about it has female vocals and it's very melodic and there's a lot of like opposing melodies and it's crazy. But I'll just take one of my more techno-ish so- songs that I really yeah, like. Techno often is more, I, I like you can identify the parts. Yeah. I mean, I can identify all the parts. I have them in my head of that one I'm talking about. Okay. But there's so many elements that maybe it'll be a good practice later, but I think I need to start with just core, more techno-y kind of stuff. And make well, it doesn't matter where you start. It, I can't see how it would hurt. Yeah, I'm going to dedicate number 19 or 20 to that. So that's good. Right on. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So what else is going on with you? Uh, honestly, I mean, right now that's been the focus. I just diving back into YouTube and trying to like, it's, I hadn't made a video in a year and a half and I was really a little bit concerned that, um, like, what would that be like just coming back? Would anyone see it? Would anyone care? Um, but it's been pretty encouraging. It's doing really well. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to what happens when I put out these new, new types. Like I have this, a series I want to do about, um, retro everything, toys and like, you know, weird little things that everyone from my generation knows, choosing on adventure books and that sort of thing. Um, but I want to do it kind of in a style like that Netflix series, the toys that made us. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be different and it won't be as editing intensive. 
Right. That's so that, those are the big things. I mean, I'm really just focused on that because it just takes so much time to edit. Yeah, I mean, the amount of hours you have into editing is pretty impressive because you've put out a lot of videos, all those is it funds and time machines and all that stuff. Like, that's a ton of stuff. Like, you, you yeah, there's a lot of videos. how many hours it is. Like, when well, you I actually started, only have about 50 videos up. Like, I have a lot a, that are I've hidden over time. That's a lot, dude. But, you know, not compared to a lot of people out there. I mean, I'm I seeing have a lot of people with thousand tw- videos. And 26 episodes up, full episodes now. And I stopped editing them around episode 14. Oh, wow. <laughs> so 15 really? through 26 are not edited by me. They're edited by David, wow, which he it's does an amazing job. Point. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he does. Uh, wow. He kind of maintains the spirit of it, and he... He does his own flair. He's he's great. I, I mean, I'm so happy that he did that because it'd just be dead otherwise, right? And I did people know? I don't think people. Did you noticed. ever? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. So he I mean, he's done. Did a he tried shout to copy your style to, to some to some degree, yeah. and then add his own. He tried directly to copy. You can see a, a little bit like episodes sixteen through eighteen or fifteen through eighteen are a little bit. You can tell. I can tell they're different. Right, um, but the, they're not that different because he would get send me a draft, I'd review it, and then oh, I'd wow. say, "Well, it'd be really funny if you dropped in Robot Ron here, or if you did this." So I would give in like what I would have added if I was editing those stupid, funny wow. little things, and then he did those. But now it's to the point where I watch him and I'm like, "This is awesome," and he's like, "Okay, I'll upload it to the." To so you don't even need to give input. Yeah, I, I think. Of the last three, I've maybe gave one or two things to change, and that's it. Yeah, he has done a lot of editing, so I Lots. mean, he, yeah, he's a, uh, he's become quite, quite skilled. <laughs> he was already skilled when he, but oh yeah, yeah it's, he's already it's a amazing. very impressive editor. And the fact that he can copy it like that, it's just wow, pretty awesome. And mm. yeah, you don't really lose the editing thing, right? Like I. If anything, well, I feel more focused now than I used to be, you know, with, um, I just feel more focused. And when I got home and I edited that one episode, like not even like a super rough cut, like a pretty tight edit until the very last four minutes, which is kind of like a lot of walking and going into the gas station, doing all this stuff. But all of it was like final cut until that point from the intro to there. And I did that in like an hour and a half. Which I thought that was kind of crazy. That is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Shoot. I don't know, man. I don't know how. I, the thing is, like, just with just the Not Impossible podcast thing, right, is I have so many interests. So that saying of, like, uh, you know, master, jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. Like, I feel like I love getting into all these things and I have a wide knowledge with all these things. But mastery or even just staying active in something is my problem, right? I don't stay in one area long enough to, like, really just start knocking stuff out. Like, if I didn't have all these other things and I was a more focused person and that was just fine as, like, my main hobby, that would be fine. And I did that for, what, a year, year and a half of just editing and trying to do every month, but roughly doing that, you know? But I don't know. That seems boring to me. I guess it doesn't fit my 
personality to stay with it for that long because it took so much time. I couldn't focus either, but I don't know. Well, I mean, the thing that I always thought was cool about your show, how it was different, is that even if nobody watched it, you're documenting your life. You're documenting things that are happening. Right. That was... That's not a lot of shows. A lot of shows are they're putting stuff out there, but but it's not What's like the intent going to be it? meaningful, per, like personally meaningful later. Like these episodes are things you'll show your kids. And uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like, and I'm glad I made them PG, <laughs> like no swearing and stuff. But um, yeah, well, and that's a big thing, that, a, a choice that I made. Like, I don't want to have anything in there that. Like, I want my kids to be able to see it. I want my students to be able to see it. And I I want it also to know that you can make something that's wholesome and that anyone can watch and that people will still appreciate. Right. And I have, um, that was like a big part of the Arcade Impossible thing is like, well, I just want to learn video editing. I've always wanted to learn video editing. That was another thing. Right. Right. And I've done like little movie projects as a teenager and whatever else and a kid, but this was like my full, like I got the premiere subscription. I did the study course and I was like YouTube videos, like, you know, when you learn anything and I learned how to edit my first episode had green screens and stuff in it and like doing all the freaking keyframes and just learning all this stuff. (laughs) That was crazy. And it was really fun to learn all that. Um, it's just, I I completely lost my point with it, but yeah, no, no, I got it. So really, I was making that as like, if I just didn't release it, right? It's just like, these are memories of things I'm going to do. And it's the same thing even before Arcade Impossible started becoming a thing and being released as I had, uh, I had, um, I made a video about when I went to Japan and that's never been released anywhere. That was the same kind of editing and that was just for me, you know? So I think it's it's important to do that stuff and have that intent behind it, right? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just rambled a little bit. No. You s- Stop it. No, you didn't. <laughs> so you want to... My computer is dying. Yep. I'm not, I'm not Chris, by a plug. Chris texted me that his... Uh, <laughs> Computers at five percent. What's that now? Let's get r- four live updates. <laughs> yeah, but also I have to save oh, this shit. Uh, yeah. audacity file. So let's, uh, <laughs> dude. Thanks. I'm gonna have you on in like another week. Let's just get a bunch of these okay. queued up and ready to go. So. Yeah, let's do it. And check Chris out. out. Uh, Twitter NES Complex, YouTube NES Complex. Anything else? Nope. Sweet. That's it. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you Bye. for having me on. Yeah, dude. Anytime. Later. Bye. Bye.